0: Hello friend, if you are listening to this live, there are only a few more days to apply for the Elegant Excellence 2021 Mastermind. If you are a fellow or aspiring entrepreneur, I would be so honored to help you grow your business in the year to come and beyond with the three keys that I identified personally really took me from striving to thriving in my entrepreneurial journey. And that is a coach, community, and a course all in one at an incredibly affordable and attainable price because that is what I saw was missing for so many people in the market and in a format that doesn't leave you overwhelmed. You can read all of the details at the link below when you swipe up or ElegantExcellenceMastermind.com, including the three pillars that we walk through throughout the year, marketing, strategy and elegant excellence that means our mindset and our lifestyle of work-life balance as well as those timeless foundations that are going to help us build a business that is truly sustainable throughout the long haul i would love to hear more of your story when you apply at Elegant elegantexcellencemastermind.com and until then let's get on with the show why fancy seeing you here Welcome. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. Hello, my dear. Today's conversation is going to be especially applicable to my fellow and aspiring entrepreneurs but it is really and truly for all of us. We are going to talk about Instagram, social media, but really this conversation is about how we spend our time, including our inner thoughts, which applies to all of us in this day and age. And I've got five Ps that I'm going to be sharing because you know I love some alliteration and I love a list. But this started for me back in August, or I should say really even prior to that, back in March and April, and May, as the pandemic was happening, I found that I was online so much, seeking to connect, and it was such a beautiful, incredible time. I was so grateful that we had the internet, and specifically, I was on Instagram, so often Instagram stories, and that was just such a gift to me, and I've heard the same from so many of you during that time. And then on top of that, we had the Black Lives Matter movement and the death of George Floyd, and into June and July, there was more conversations we were having, and I started to notice myself getting really burnt out by the amount of time I was spending on social and that my consumption really had gone up and it had gone up for beautiful and connective reasons to be searching out more inspiration and information and relationship and it was all good things but for many content creators we had been present so much in trying to lean into our communities in those seasons that I noticed a lot of my fellow colleagues also started to take a week off a month off started to do these uh, Instagram sabbaticals, so to speak, in a way that I had never really seen in the industry before. And I was simultaneously thinking of and planning for the same. In August, Jeremy and I were going to be taking a little social distance vacation on the East Coast. And I thought before we leave, it would be a really great time to take off an entire week, literally delete the app from my phone, and then with that energy of already kind of having that break, go into 10 days of mini vacation where I am all the more motivated to want to stay present and restful and kind of ease my way back in. Then, in I've gone through seasons since of being in big launches with products we were rolling out and I wanted to be able to help our students with them being with my family over Thanksgiving and in essence taking about 10 days off but not so much intentionally. I didn't delete the app. I find that there's times when we do take breaks and find more balance when it's naturally inspired by our life. So when I'm spending time with my nieces and nephews and there's kids all around and my parents to talk to, I don't want to pick up my phone because I have. I know that there is a a scarcity to the time that I'm getting with my family and I want to be really extra present with them. So those times can be easier. But my full week that I took in August when nothing was different in my life, that was where I really noticed what are my instincts to go to. And by taking that week, I then have just become more self-aware in the months since and I wanted to start to share some of my thoughts in that. So the first thing that came up for me was our priorities. That's P number one is our priorities. So something that I have realized very acutely in this last year and pondered specifically for entrepreneurs is that we put a lot of emphasis on Instagram, many of us, because it's the only public area where we can see exactly how other people are performing, what content they're putting out, what kind of a response it's getting, and therefore judge ourselves versus others. What is their following size? How often are they posting? How often are they on stories? How many likes and comments and views and their IGTVs and their reels and all of that? There are so many other components to business, just as there are so many components to our lives, but that tends to be the one we see. Even if you just think from a personal perspective and you're comparing your life to a friend or someone that you follow, you are only seeing the Instagram version of their life. And, and therefore, we know and understand there's so much more that's happening behind the scenes that we don't see. And that's true in business as well. You don't know what the someone's email list size or their email list open rate or their bank account their their profit and revenue their podcast downloads how stressed out they are behind the scenes how many hours they're working all of these things we don't see it just happens to be that there's this one area and that's why when they said they were taking away the ability to see likes remember back when that was a huge thing and so many entrepreneurs were concerned about it mine never went away I don't know I, I haven't really thought to talk to other friends about this but my legs never went away. I can still see everyone else's. And I was a fan at the time because they said we are, are putting so much pressure on ourselves, I think, because we can see that when actually it might not be the most important metric in our business, but it's getting extra weight. And therefore, I think it's a good question for us to ask in terms of our priorities, whatever it is in our business or our life, why are we focusing on what we are? Why does this area, if something seems incredibly important to us, if it takes a lot of our emotional energy, our thoughts, our bandwidth, if it can really affect how we're feeling in our confidence, our peace, again, in our business, in our life, why is it that area? I thought, for example, with the pandemic, is there any chance that you feel more peaceful with your beauty when you aren't seeing everyone else's outfits at work? Now, this may have depended on what your industry was prior to the pandemic. But if you were going into an office where everyone had great outfits and people, you know, had really great figures, etc., and you were therefore on a daily basis thinking people are going to be looking at my whole outfit, they're going to be looking at my accessories, they're going to be looking at my makeup. And now if everyone is kind of relaxed and you're sort of from the waist down and you do a lot more days where maybe you don't even have Zoom meetings and you aren't having to see someone... I've heard from some women on uh, my Instagram messages that it's like, oh, I just feel like I can wear what brings me joy now. And there's kind of an ease and a peace. And I think that those times are just helpful to pause and realize how much of this am I prioritizing because I can observe everyone else. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad, but it simply is an awareness that it's getting extra weight for entrepreneurs, Instagram is an amazing source for business. I am such so passionate and in love with that platform in so many ways, but it is only one part of business. I was asked, I was just doing a uh, workshop to teach about my Elegant Excellence Mastermind, and one of the questions that I got in the Q&A was, uh, and you can swipe up again if you want to see any uh, other classes that we have going on, but I was asked, Do I have to have an Instagram account if I run a business? And I said, no, absolutely not. We think these days that you absolutely must be on there because it's so much of where the cultural push is. But I know plenty of businesses that are doing great that either don't have hardly any Instagram presence or it's just not really a super big focus for them. Which, FYI, as an aside, what I would recommend, if you are an entrepreneur, is that you have a placeholder there. You can go look at my accounts at Elegant Excellence Mastermind, at Elegant Excellence Journal, at Your Welcome Podcast, and see an example of something that is a placeholder. If that was my only Instagram account for my business, I would flesh that out even more and have some pinned stories and different things like that. But it can simply be kind of a holding place for anyone who wants to find your website, who wants to learn more about you, who wants to be able to tag you in a post without you having to put out constant content. So it really is up to you to say, at the core, Instagram is about building a community. It's about building relationship with people. It's about getting in front of and being discovered by new people. And that's something that we need to do in our business. But it is only one place where we can do that in our business. So I think the question for us should be, what is my actual number one priority And that may even be my number one priority in this season, because we tend very often to kind of have all or nothing mindsets. And it can feel like if I'm going to commit to Instagram or a podcast or anything in my business, if I'm going to commit to a book club or volunteering at church, I've got to be in for the rest of time. And that can feel really intimidating to have to commit to something. But oftentimes we're in a season. I've had girlfriends that Launched a eight part podcast, an eight episode podcast to be a part of their book launch. And they knew from the beginning. This is just gonna be a placeholder. This is gonna be two months of content that lives here. It supports my book. I'm not committing to an every single week podcast like Hillary is. Or they did a a big push and season of guest podcasting. And they invested a lot of time in that instead of starting their own podcast and didn't say, if I'm gonna do four interviews a week, I have to do that for the next five years. So for me, when I came back from that little break in August, It was at a time where I said to myself, I'm really trying to focus on my foundations in business. I was trying to hire for a new role at the time. I was writing my book. And I just also really reminded myself, your Instagram growth is not your priority in this season. Because you're looking at it every day and you go to it for both business and pleasure and you can see what everybody else is doing, there is a constant feeling of, we want to be growing. And I had to really tell myself, your Reels had just come out and we knew that they were going to be promoting that a lot. That was really a way to grow your account. And I had to make the conscious decision, I'm not going to get sucked up in Instagram's priority. Their priority for their business is this new feature of Reels. But let me check in with myself, Hillary, August, September, this fall. Is that really my priority? Or am I going to get swept up in and distracted by their scarcity, their push, you know, someone else's uh, fire. And for me, it is finding those seasons even within this fall of there's times, as I mentioned, when I've been talking about a new product we have coming out. And my priority really is connecting with customers and being able to answer your questions. And then sometimes my priority has been being with my family. And that is a really healthy balance. But I have to self-coach myself, as we talk about in the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal and the Elegant Excellence Mastermind, that I don't want to be pulled off of Instagram's priority, even though I see how much more engagement reels are getting, I have to sit down and do my self-coaching work and say, my priority this season is not to increase my Instagram engagement. Just because it's happening for other people doesn't mean that it's actually my priority. And for entrepreneurship, again, Instagram is a huge blessing. But I also have to really talk to myself about how much am I on Instagram for work, And how much am I on for distraction, for inspiration, because I don't even think about it and I just open up my phone. So it then becomes even more granular. What is your top priority that day or that hour? How often, and again, this is not just about Instagram, but whatever it is we're turning to, how often are we turning to something that isn't our top priority right then? And that for me, a lot of times is just my news app, I notice that I just grab my phone or... I might pop in my email inbox just to kind of clear it out because it feels like I'm doing something productive. But is that really the number one priority that I need to be making happen in my business from 9am to noon that day? Is that really the best use of my time or does it just feel productive and it's so easy to kind of get sucked into these things, especially on our phone? So Number one for me is our priorities and just really constantly checking in with ourselves in in our years, in our lives, as well as in our seasons, in our days, even down to the the next 60 minutes. What am I doing and how often am I pulled off by these enticing other prior uh, possibilities and priorities that are swirling around us? Number two for me is our private thoughts. This is a huge one for me. That I just realized this second half of the year. I am almost always, very, very, very often, I am constantly (laughs) captioning in my head an Instagram post, a reply to a direct message, thinking of content that I could create, a photo I could do, a video I could do, a story I could tell, a lesson I could teach, a point that I could make. And... On the one hand, that is a beautiful thing because I am naturally a teacher and I am deeply passionate. I love hosting this podcast, having conversations with you on Instagram, on Instagram stories. So the fact that I do that naturally means I chose a career that's really great for me because it's naturally what lights me up. But it also is really interesting to notice when you are quiet, where do your thoughts go? That might be noticing the first thoughts when you wake up in the morning, when you're just kind of laying in bed and stirring, where's your head going? When you just have a quiet moment, you're standing in front of a coffee maker, waiting for your cup to be done, or you walk to the restroom, or you're, you're standing in line someplace, or you're laying down at night and you're trying to fall asleep. Where do your thoughts go when you're quiet? What are you working on? or working through, and again, it's not necessarily bad, but I think growing in our awareness of that has helped me to really question to myself, how much mental bandwidth does fill in the blank take? I might set aside, X amount of hours a week to work on my Instagram for business. And then there's going to be all those other times that I just happen to pick up my phone. So it's a lot more hours than I'm realizing. But on top of that, how many hours am I not on my app when I'm actually thinking about it? And this might be a, you know, you might be composing messages to a a friend who wronged you. You might be thinking about people you want to message back on a dating app and what you could say to that. I mean, there's so many different applications for this in our personal life. But really noticing how much mental bandwidth is this thing taking. And for me, for entrepreneurs, so much of our business is about mindset. We talk about that so much in the Elegant Excellence Mastermind. Uh, for example, just the other day I was in our private group and I was messaging some one of our students and saying that I realize how much gunky, junky thoughts I carry over over the years. For example, the idea that writing emails in my business is just exhausting and it's so heavy and it's nonstop and it's endless. Well, that's because I've gone through seasons where it was nonstop and endless because I'd said yes to too much. I was too overcommitted. It it was just something I was having to do every single day. But actually, when I create a big block of time to sit down and do it, I genuinely enjoy it. I like writing, I like storytelling, I like thinking about you and putting myself in your shoes and, and and pondering what you need to hear, what will be helpful to you. I like all of the spreadsheet data organization where I can pull from things I've done in the past and see how different things perform. I share all of those email maps inside the mastermind, but I realize how often I can feel not really anxious in that case, but just sort of almost like resentful, like, ugh, I have to do this thing. Then when I actually sit down to do it, I enjoy it. And I have to say to myself, how much of our exhaustion in business and in life comes from us, comes from our private thoughts that are heavy, that are negative, that are repetitive. And I really realized that for myself for Instagram, and I'm curious what it is for you if you start to pay more attention to what are the thoughts that are negative, what are the thoughts that feel happy, what are the thoughts that are repetitive, and specifically are there certain areas that you spend a lot more time thinking about than you realize. The third P for me is our peace. So for me, it's not just Instagram that I turn to all the time on my phone, but it is also news outlets, I'm checking different news sites or um, even people.com, whatever, I just noticed the week that I took Instagram off my phone, I also said to myself, you're not checking news apps. You can give yourself like 10 minutes once a day if you genuinely want to sit down and check the news. But the majority of the time, it's not that I really want to be an informed citizen that knows what's going on in the world. It's that I'm not okay just sitting still. I'm not okay just being bored, quiet, sedentary, alone with my thoughts. And I don't have an answer for this one yet. I can't tell you why that is. I haven't gotten to the bottom of it. I'm just noticing. I'm just asking myself the question, why is this? Why are you so so craving, being stimulated all the time? Is it that you just do struggle being bored? And do we want to look into that? Is it because you do have more anxious thoughts? For example, back up to our private thoughts, you are thinking about Instagram comment and if com- content and if you actually want to shut that down for a minute and think about something that isn't work, you need to slide over and open up a, a news app in order to be able to think about something else. Well, what, what would you like to think about? Again, I don't have the answers for this, but I think it's a really great question. Is there anything I would rather be spending my time pondering and percolating on, whether that's my private thoughts or whether that's being okay with the peace of not immediately turning to something? Or am I sure that in those peaceful moments, that is actually the most edifying content that I could consume? Again, I don't have another answer for this, but is there... I don't know, is there a Kindle-type app for my uh, my phone and I could be turning to reading a book that, that I have intentionally chosen in those 10 minutes as opposed to mindlessly scrolling stories. What is most important to me really is just challenging myself more often to observe myself and to just see what is happening. When we were in Joshua Tree a month or so ago, um quarantining to then come see our family after our flight we had a Sunday where we kind of intentionally had no screen time or I shouldn't say I know what Jeremy was up to but I kind of was like all right I'm not gonna be on my phone I'm gonna listen to music and podcasts but I am um and I think in my case maybe I was even okay like editing photos maybe I can't really remember but I was gonna uh watercolor, and I was going to journal, and I was going to go for a walk, and a big thing that I did is I, I mentioned when I did my actual Instagram detox week, I just removed the app entirely from my phone, which is very helpful. In this case, I turned all of my notifications off. I already, I never get email notifications, but I even turned off my text message notifications, including the badge that tells you how many you have. That's something, if you haven't played with that concept... Having a badge that tells me how many voicemails I've missed does not make me think to want to check my voicemails more. It just makes me be like, "Oh gosh, it's been forever since you've checked your voicemail." They're they're all spam, so that's why I don't really worry about it. But um, my text messages, seeing that I have sixty seven unread text messages, it doesn't make me any more likely to go in there and read them. It just makes me feel like I'm behind on something. So a, lo- a while back, I took off those badge notifications, and it was game changing. And now I completely turned off my. Text notifications and doing that, that one day, I left them off for like the last month. And it was so nice that we had then gone to be with our family and I could have my phone to pick it up, take photos and videos of the kids. And I didn't immediately see, oh, a friend texted and asked you a question. I I just wasn't interrupted in my day by what someone else was up to. No, I have turned them back on, but I think even something like that for a season. The first Sunday that we were with my niece and nephew, the first day we were with them happened to be also a Sunday. And I said to Jeremy towards the end of the day, We have not been on our screens all day. And this is lovely. It makes me realize how rarely we do this because we don't have kids. And so most everything we do to unwind is in front of a screen. And especially for Jeremy, he does video editing as his like joyful free time. That's not his uh, business. So that's what he does. Mornings, evenings, weekends is he's editing editing his drone photos and videos and that's his hobby. But then that means if he's over editing photos and videos, then I very likely am going to be sitting next to him doing the same, but mine actually are for work. So I've really said I want to start paying attention to When are the times when I just put my phone electively down and when are we really, truly resting? And I used to feel guilty resting early on in my business. So if you struggle with that, know that I've been there as well. I no longer feel as guilty resting. That has come from a lot of self-coaching because the reality is in business, and this is true even if you aren't. An entrepreneur in many areas of our lives that we feel like there is always something we could or should be doing. So we can have that productivity guilt that if we are resting there's something I should be doing. I should be running errands. I should be cleaning the kitchen. I should be folding laundry. I should be calling my aunt Marge and especially in business, I should be replying to more DMs to get back to people. I should be creating more content. I should be getting ahead on the podcast, etc. And so for me it's really pondering What are things I can, sorry, first off on the guilt front, that's something I really have worked through and I continue to self-coach myself on it. During this time when we're out here with family and yet I'm still working because we're out here for so long, it's requiring a lot more daily mental self-coaching of, okay, you have this this finance meeting and you had these other things you're supposed to do today, but this is your only chance to go do this and this with your mom and your sister. And a month from now, which one are you really going to care that you did a year from now? So that should probably be the priority. And then other times, okay, I could now feel guilty that I'm not with the kids, but I do also have these work commitments. So it's that back and forth and and having to do that self-coaching is why that is such a key component in the Elegant Excellence Journal and the Elegant Excellence Mastermind. Because I use that all the time to remain sane, to make more peaceful decisions, and to not constantly be warring with myself that I'm not doing the right thing. But I really want to ponder in the months to come restful tasks that are solo tasking that aren't multitasking. So for example, I notice which TV shows do I watch that don't really have my attention. So I'm watching them, but I'm also on my phone. Whereas when we watch West Wing, though we're almost done with West Wing now, when we watch, so I better find something else. But when we watch West Wing, I don't pick up my phone. Because I love that show and I'm super focused in on it. So that's a really healthy thing for me to say. One thing has my attention for 45 minutes. How many other times am I watching something and simultaneously on my phone? Uh, I've shared before that novels for me. Are really key. I read novels at night um, because they they pull me in, they quiet down my brain, and it forces me to solo task. You can't do anything else while you are visually reading a book. An audiobook, a podcast, you can multitask, and I love that. It's one of the reasons I started a podcast because I listen to so many while I multitask, but really just noticing how often am I doing something that is not on a screen, not to compare myself, not to try to be productive in some way that work-life balance that really is so much at the core to me of what I call and excellence. Number four of five is our permission. My coach, my business coach told me months ago that her business coach had asked her, who are you reporting to in your head? And she was blown away by the question and I was blown away by the question of Who in your head are you reporting back to to justify why you did something, why you didn't do something, what you were doing with your time, why you spent that thing, why you ate that thing, whoever that is. And by the way, I want you to know if you are an entrepreneur and you would love to have a business coach and you are nowhere at this place where you can be affording $30,000, $40,000 for that. I want you to check out the Elliot Excellence Mastermind because that is a core reason why I created that because I knew so many people needed that. But I realize I am reporting to you daily on Instagram that part of that chatter of the private thoughts is a constant Oh, I could film this for them. Oh, I could photograph this for them. Oh, someone asked me that DM that I haven't answered yet. Oh, someone asked me to talk about that topic that I haven't covered yet. And it's, again, not necessarily bad because it can be a great thing, actually, if you are reporting to someone that inspires you, encourages you, whatever. But someone else said the other day, what Instagram stories did is it made those of us that are content creators, daily vloggers accidentally, that we suddenly are daily making these accounts of our lives in the way that YouTubers would. But there are plenty of YouTube accounts that post one video a week. And you know I do one podcast a week. But suddenly there became this place on Instagram where first it was posting. Should you be posting every day? And then it became you're not just posting, you're also vlogging. You're creating video content over on stories. And you're doing this every day. It's not a queued up calendar. I could, I don't, but I could, you know, record three months of podcasts all at once and then just have it batched and done. That's not what is happening on Instagram stories when I'm showing you my cute baby niece that Jeremy's bouncing around and the Christmas decorations that we were seeing at this shop and all of that. It's a daily thing. And so I realized, oh, I am reporting to this audience of people, this community of people, because of Instagram. And if Instagram didn't exist, I wouldn't be feeling the need to every single day be reporting back to you on my podcast or email or any other area of my business. Again, that doesn't mean that it's bad, but it's just growing our awareness that that's what's happening and that it is something unique in the last... 10 years of business. That wasn't the case when I first started out in business. Instagram didn't exist, which I always feel like makes it sound like I'm ancient in business, but I started a business 10 years ago. Instagram wasn't a thing in the very beginning. And so I wasn't doing something every day. I wasn't blogging every day. I never had that feeling like I needed to be constantly posting on Facebook. So that is new. And now it seems so normal to us that we don't even realize it. And I think a lot of times in life that happens where we can say, you know, this kind of crept up on me and it became normal in culture or in the the community that I'm in and I haven't really said, huh, am I feeling an obligated permission or or, or expectation to be someplace where I maybe need to give myself permission? You know what? You're the boss of you. And is that necessarily what you want to be doing? I also realized I am reporting to my business manager who is, that sounds like a manager normally is someone that is above you, that that she is my employee. I'm the CEO. She works for me. So why am I reporting to her? Now, this is a broader conversation for entrepreneurs about leadership and management and teams that we can talk about and, and we'll talk about inside the mastermind. But I think it's very common for a lot of entrepreneurs to feel like you're reporting back to your team when they should be reporting to you. Why are you justifying why you didn't get that email done and why you're behind on this thing? Why are you feeling the need to explain this to anyone else? It's because at the core, we have this sense of, of lack of confidence and security in what we are doing. So we feel like we want to justify to someone. I know I'm behind. I know I haven't gotten to everything, but really I did work super hard. And then I got a migraine this morning and then like they'd shut my water off and it was like a whole thing, but like I had to get the repairman out. So it, we feel like we need to justify to someone why we didn't do these things. Even when We're the boss of our own business. And if you aren't an entrepreneur, we are all the boss of our own lives. So I think the question here is, what if I report only to me? If I only have to justify it to myself, explain it to myself, if I'm only doing this for myself, I've shared this before on the podcast times when I've had to ask myself, okay, if if I don't Instagram about this place I'm going to, do I still want to go as much? How much of it in my head is, well, it'll also make good content and it'll be a great story and people will enjoy it. Not a bad way to think when you're a content creator and that's a part of your business. But every once in a while, do you check in and go, yeah, but I kind of want to just stay home. If no one knew whether I had an exciting night out or a boring night home, I just kind of want the boring night home. So how much is it based on what someone else will think and I am a pretty confident and self-assured person. So it's not that in every area of my life, with every clothing decision I make or life decision I make, I'm thinking, what will people think of this guy I'm dating? What will people think of this shirt I'm wearing? But in certain areas of our lives, I would imagine we all have an area that we go back to on that. You're like, what would other moms think? If they knew will my mom judge me or my spouse or my team or will other people think this is cool if I do this because I can share this on Instagram and it doesn't mean that you're spending your whole life trying to please other people, but it's just noticing there are areas we all have them where there is someone else that we are running through a filter Very, very quick fleeing thoughts, very subconsciously of either what they will think about this or we start to narrate in our head what we would explain to them if we were having the conversation and we may never even have the conversation. It may not even be someone that you're actually going to tell that to later on that day. It's that you're thinking in your head, well... You know, I, if someone asked, if that mom at school asked, you're already prepped with your explanation of why you have dirty hair, you know, or whatever. And finally, the area of our pleasure, our pleasure, noticing in whatever activities we are doing, including the time that we are spending on Instagram, really asking ourselves, are you really feeling fill in the blank, whatever it is you want to feel? Are you feeling happy when you're on this app when you're reading the news when you're whatever it is that you are doing on your phone that is your kind of mindless thing watching tv are you feeling connected or inspired or restful you know it doesn't have to be sort of this high lofty goal each time but how are you feeling for entrepreneurs for example and i noticed this myself how often am i scrolling on Instagram? More so just noticing other content that I should create and kind of going, oh, that's really good video production quality. Maybe I should do more, more, you know, shoes. I wonder how she took that photo. How often am I on there really kind of getting weighted down almost? Now, it could be from an inspired place. Or it could be from a, oh, I just never can get ahead. I can you know, never do enough. I think it's asking ourselves, how do I feel after consuming fill in the blank? And again, not just Instagram. It could be the kinds of movies that you watch, the TV shows, the books that you're reading. How do I feel after consuming it? And how do I want to feel? I mentioned earlier, I read people.com. And that to me, it's just, I feel, I feel rested, I guess like it's just pure fluff. I don't I don't have any worries. I'm not I'm not comparing my life to celebrities. I don't want to be celebrities. I'm not obsessed with anyone that I'm following. It's just like I don't know. It's like chilling out and drinking a glass of wine. That's it. Like it doesn't have to be that it's super edifying, but I know when I go into people.com, I don't feel jealous. I don't feel Like I'm comparing myself to someone I don't feel gossipy, whatever things that that you listening could be like, actually, I do feel one of those things, which is why I don't like those sites. Amazing. So it's not about the platform and it's not even about every moment of our lives having to have this great loftiness to it, but it's just that self-awareness. One of the things on the pleasure front is I realized the week that I fully deleted the Instagram app. That I would take the time I normally would go on Instagram when I'd take a quick little break, step away from the computer, go to the bathroom, grab water. In those few minutes, I normally would open up my phone and go to Instagram or I would go to my news app. So I deleted Instagram and I was challenging myself not to go on my news app other than a specific 10 minutes at the top of the day. So I, what else am I going to do on my phone? I started texting friends more often. And I thought, this is really silly. This takes the same amount of time as it as it does, and yet it gives me way more true pleasure in my life. It's far more edifying in the big picture. So why do I not do this instead? Because I'll be honest, I've gone right back to, you know, I'm I'm on Instagram, I'm checking the app, whatever. I'm not necessarily always messaging friends in the time now that I've put those things back on. Again. It's okay when we ask ourselves a question that we don't have an answer to. The asking the question is the really relevant first step. And sometimes it takes me quite a few months to really ponder something before I start to have some insights. Like, well, do I feel like maybe it needs to be longer? Like I want to write heartfelt messages back to friends and because... I let longer go in between them. I really want to make it deeper because it's not like I have a friend that I'm texting with every single day, short little things. So do I feel like I need more time? Whereas Instagram, I tell myself it's just going to be 30 seconds. And before you know it, it's been 10 minutes. Still not sure. But if I say that I want more connection in my life, then why am I choosing X, Instagram news apps? instead of that. And so for me, my ultimate takeaway in all of these things has to do with seasons that I mentioned at the top. Seasons are always helpful for me to picture things as an ebb and flow rather than to to vilify or idolize or fully have to commit to any one thing and say, I'm always doing this. I'm never doing this. You know, I love to live in the gray area and be a lot more nuanced about it. So I explained how I've been up and down in my ebbs and flows over the last few months. But for you, if taking weekends off or, um, you know, setting a, there's so many different things that we can do to say, I'm going to test out a certain thing and see how I feel about it. For a season, it doesn't mean I have to do it for all time, but let me test out taking weekends off of fill in the blank or setting a one hour uh, limit on my phone, which you absolutely can do on an iPhone. You can go in and say, here's how much time I want to spend on this and it you know pops up an alert or uh, here's the time that I want to not be using my phone and it grays out all of your apps. You can still access them, but it grays them out. There's some even more extreme ones where you can put a password on that, like a buddy has to know the password to. I don't go that far, but I have some friends that say they're not going to get on before 9 a.m. or they are going to make sure they have created their content before they consume it. Those are not specific things that I have committed to long term, but if they work for you, that's great. They aren't my specific reality to pass on for me, but I hear so many people talk about them. I know they do work for a lot of people creating those rules and strictures and structures, Strictures word? I think it is. Creating those is really helpful for a lot of people. And I hear a lot of my fellow content creator friends talk about that. For me, it has more to do with questions than rules. And the more I question myself, the more I nudge closer in self-awareness to shifting to be 10 degrees closer to this, one degree different in that. I have Oh, so many more ways to learn and to grow in terms of my time, my attention, my productivity, my peace, my priorities, my private thoughts. But for me, it is all about asking the questions of myself, which is why I love having these conversations here with you. And if you have more questions on this topic, as always, come chat with me over on Instagram and I will absolutely keep sharing more on this topic, especially in stories. I will be more present uh, there as the Elegant Excellence Mastermind applications are closing soon. But let us remember that there is no place or platform or software or element in our lives that is in and of itself bad and not edifying and not a beautiful thing that we can embrace. We just want to grow in our self-awareness. I just want to grow in my self-awareness to keep making sure that I am being the CEO of my life. I am making the wisest, healthiest decisions for me and that the things that I'm embracing, I'm doing so in a really healthy, beautiful, connective, intentional format. Just like we do together every week on this podcast. Oh, wait. One more thing. Don't miss this. Before you go, love. P.S. Something I'm loving lately is a new novel called Midnight Library. It was an instant New York Times bestseller, but I feel cool because I ordered it, pre ordered it before it came out. This is the first time I've ever followed a author on Instagram who wasn't a New York Times bestseller before, before I started following them, who was a novelist. And so even though he has hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers, I somehow feel like I was part of like, I knew him before he was big, even though he, you know, was clearly already big, but his name is Matt Haig. I, he highly recommend also following him on Instagram. I find him very encouraging edifying and inspiring over there on mental health and positivity, and he has an amazing story, but I also love this novel of Midnight Library. I'm not quite finished yet, but I just couldn't wait to recommend it to you. It is very thought-provoking. It is about a woman who takes her own life, and in between life and death, she ends up in a library where you can pull out books and live other versions of your life and that there are just endless options of the lives you could have led and all the different decisions that you could have made. And she's able to go back and live out different regrets of what if I had done this career differently or ended up in this relationship differently. And it just has been very thought provoking in my own life. I want some of my other girlfriends to read it so that we can talk about it. I will probably skim it again after I read it just to kind of go back and glean more once I get to the end, which for me, that is the mark of a book I really loved. If it's making me think so much in the end, I'll want to go back and kind of consume it again. So um, I love this concept of what are the choices and the shifts we can make into having a better path for our life, that it doesn't mean that it's perfect. It's not about having the most perfect story or the fanciest story, but really exploring and pondering what life would make me the most happy of all the lives that I could live. And while I am alive and have the incredible blessing to choose this, what are the choices that I want to make that won't leave me with regret? And if you are a fellow entrepreneur or aspiring and you do not want to live with regret that you didn't pursue your dream, that you didn't get help to really see if it was viable and to take it to the next level and to get it to be something that brings you revenue and uh, success and joy and helps you help other people, in your business and your life. I would truly be so honored to have you apply for the Elegant Excellence 2021 Mastermind. So again, I will put that link below, take action and apply before that expires. And I cannot wait to read your story over there. I'll see you next week with Grace and Gumption. Till next Wednesday.